Ladies, gentlemen, gender non-conforming, welcome back to another episode of In the Queen's Throne Room, the bitchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom. I am your host, Timmy, and this is the 20th episode. Yes, we've made it to the big number 20 here in the throne room. I am uh, amazed, shocked, surprised, stunned. Um, I never thought I would get this far, like, absolutely had no idea that I would be at 20 episodes. I thought like I'd get through two and it'd be over. Like it, it would be a joke, but here we are at 20 and, um, just, I, I love doing this. Like I, I, I obviously like I guested and done other things and other podcasts before making, um, this one, but I really, at this point, I'm assured I love that I get to do this. I get to come on every week. I get to think of new ideas, sit with people who are so creative and and passionate and invested about everything, um, to get such great feedback all the time, um, to get constructive feedback as well. Um, it's just been, I'm like, it's really exciting to get to 20. I mean, I know compared to some other podcasts like that have already made it to a hundred, um, but, you know, being a fifth of the way there, it's it's still pretty great. So um, I'm very excited for that. And because it is the 20th, I thought I would do um, something really special. Uh, one of the things that I said I would do with this podcast, I'd obviously cover, like, pop culture things, like Disney theme parks, um, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, a variety of movies, horror, uh, just, like, conglomerate but like another thing that I really wanted to do was kind of talk about uh important issues or more personal things like just to kind of like vary it up because I I always I love those conversations like I'm the person that if we are I don't know like it's um midnight and we're just hanging out like me with a, a bunch of friends and we're just talking and we're talking about um I guess as some people would say, uh, the real stuff. Um, and just like talking about that till like the sun comes up. Like I, I just love moments like that. So I kind of thought like this episode would kind of go in that vein. So, um, uh, this was also inspired, um, by another podcast that I listened to, um, Guiltless Pleasures with, um, Bobby Asin because he, um, recently, uh, did an episode where he talked about his coming out story and it just, it's, I don't know, like, even though I've already came out and I've been out for, um, as I did mention on, um, the, uh, the character meet and greet episode, I've been out for, like, six, five years, depending on, um, who you talk to, uh, so, uh, it's still, like, so interesting to see, to kind of, uh, hear people's journeys, like, it's a very personal journey, it's a very important part of the queer experience, and our lives and the thing is it never stops just because we live in such a such a uh heteronormative cisnormative world that people constantly like assume that everyone around them is um heterosexual that um if, if it's a guy they're into women if it's a woman they're into men and that's not always the case or that uh someone doesn't um identify with the gender the with um the, in the gender um binary or that 
they were assigned a different gender at birth and have since realized that they were never that gender in the first place. So, um, I mean, I can only speak to uh, being um, uh, a gay man, a femme gay man. Um, I usually um, try to say because I feel like our experiences are a bit different than um, more mask-leaning type men, but... Um, so, uh, so I thought like this would be a uh, pretty cool kind of um, to talk about this and to kind of go through um, what I went through to discovering um, me and uh, uh, fi figuring out that I was gay. Uh, I mean, obviously I was gay like the whole time, but like there's just this whole thing about like you don't want to believe it because you do hear so many negative things. And then coming out, how I came out, all of that, kind of the good, the bad, all of that. So, you know, we're just going to get right into it. So this is my coming out story. So I'm going to begin, um, like I said, kind of from the beginning, like during my younger years, like, because you'll hear this said by every queer person ever in existence that like, I know I, that we knew we were different. Like, from the beginning, we always knew that there was um, something different about us. And that was very clear to me at a young age because um, as much as I was... Because um, on my mom's side of um, the family, um, I had three cousins that were guys. And so... And my mom spent a lot of time with them when um, I was born because she... Uh, um, after she uh, left her job um, to take care of me... She also um, would take care of them. And so I was around that a lot. So I was kind of uh, put in a situation where um, you'd think I'd be into um, more masculine things like uh, Power Rangers, I guess, was the big thing at the time and superheroes and stuff, which I did. I, I mean, if you know me, I love Spider-Man and have loved him since I was um, super young, which he's a more... Uh, masculine um, type character even though we are kind of pushing for him to uh, be bisexual in the um, MCU and I know that it's alluded to in the comics with um, some of his I believe it's his like relationship with Deadpool um, again I haven't read all the comics so having on there but we're not talking about comic books this episode we're talking about me um, and me coming out uh, but I kind of was very into kind of the more feminine stuff like, I, I remember picking up my mom's, um, uh, like, powder brush, um, and I would just, like, do it across my face. Like, I never would actually do it because, um, not to, like, throw shade because I, I think, um, people learn to grow and to change and to be more accepting, uh, more accepting and more tolerant, um, but my dad was very much, like, um, as his first son and what... I resulted in being the only boy and my dad came from a very like macho type family. Um, he had two brothers. He was the only brother for a while. Um, but, uh, I was like very much kind of pushed to be into masculine things. And the thing is like, I want to play with Barbies. I remember like, um, in later years, like with, um, my sister, when, like, uh, she would have birthday parties, like, I would usually be home because we're only three years apart, and so there was a point where, like, it wasn't, like, um, my mom was, like, sending me out to, like, 
go to a friend's, and sometimes I would have to be home during that. And sometimes, like, one of my friends would wander off and start playing Polly Pockets, and I would start playing Polly Pockets with them, because I like doing things like that. And, um, just, like, uh, I remember we'd, like, do, like, certain crafts, where we would dress, like, little dolls made out of, um, clothes, um, pins and things like that. Um, I would dress up a lot. I was always very theatrical, um, which is why I was very much pushed by my mom to do theater or performing and things like that. Um, but, uh, and immediately it kind of, uh, at first, like, it again, it wasn't really an issue. It's only an issue with, um, kind of my dad or, like, some of the male and the members of the family, you know, like, the, the women in my family were always very supportive. They were, like, from an early age, like, my cousins, my aunts, like, all of them were very much, um, they, they just embraced me from the beginning. So I'm very very grateful that that was what I have. But the thing is, is like, when you're a guy, like you're also kind of told like you want to have guy friends and that's very weird that you only have girlfriends, which is actually like what I had, um, for a very long time up until, um, middle school because we had like similar interests. Like later years, like I was like one of the guys watching Hannah Montana. I liked high school musical, things like that. And then like I got into theater and it's just, it, it, I very much kind of fit the stereotype, and so um, people would talk, and the thing is, like, even when, like, you don't even, like, hear, like, the whispers, like, you know they're going on, and so, uh, I mean, I didn't know what the word gay was until uh, I was in, um, it was, like, late elementary school, and it's a really kind of interesting story because I had this friend, um, I'm going to use like air quotes around friend because, um, I think this is like one of the first situations where someone took advantage of the fact that I kind of was a naive and gullible person and they weren't, um, because I, I for a long time, like I believed in anything. Like I very much love the fantasy genre. I was raised on Harry Potter so I kind of like to believe that those things were real. Um, like Santa Claus, like I actually had to be told that Santa Claus wasn't real. A lot of kids like kind of just figure it out and like, are like, oh, he's not real. Um, I, I hope there's no kid children listening to this that I said that because I feel bad. But um, I just, I, I like to um, believe in the fairy tale as um, Julia Roberts, a pretty woman, would say. Um, and so they kind of were manipulative and like not a good person, but somehow I still remain friends with them. You know, like, um, I guess I kind of was a precedent set for the rest of my life, but you know, fun stuff. Um, so like, I remember she was talking about like this one guy that like, I did not know. And she's like, Oh, he's gay. And I was like, Oh, and like, so the way they, so my introduction to the word was not that it was a guy that liked other guys, but a guy who was really, really strange and weird, who stood out in a way. And so I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely gay, just like in response, like kind of being like friend talk. And um, she backstabbed me and told him and then told his dad. And then my mom confronted me and I, my mom like flipped the fuck out of me, like got really pissed that I called this kid this. And, like, 
So it became this huge ordeal that I called this kid gay. Um, which, like, for a queer kid who was gay and their first experience with the word was getting yelled at and berated and made to feel ashamed for calling someone that, not the greatest way to start out, which... Like, again, it was such a different time. Like, this was early 2000s. Like, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was, like, still... I don't even know if that was, like, even, like, really talked about. Um, Like, both um, sides of the political spectrum were both against gay marriage. Like, it was very, very different time. Like, I, I... Like, this was definitely, like, still, like, digging ourselves out of the ashes from the AIDS epidemic, like, type deal. And I... Again, I grew up... um in uh i i grew up in um, new hampshire in a small little town predominantly white predominantly cis heterosexual like we we just didn't like the representation was very small and so anything that wasn't white straight cisgender like that was looked at as weird like even if like someone was like accepting of it it was always looked at kind of as othered so very uh, I guess, like, difficult place to kind of come to terms with this, but, so that happened, and, and resulted in, like, a whole confrontation that also resulted in one of my friends, um, asking me out, and again, I was nine years old, so, like, this is, like, oh my god, so, like, my first girlfriend, oh my god, like, it was just us, like, at that age, like, we thought, like, oh, we should do, and I immediately agreed to it, because, I mean, it was my, it was one of my best friends, so, like, why not, which, of course, that led to a bunch of other friend drama that I'm not going to get into, um, with this, but that, like, I, I very much was that person that, um, the word gay started kind of coming into contact with me because of that whole situation, them coming after me and such. Um, so yeah, to make, um, a long story short, um, that relationship didn't, like, I didn't consider it. It was just, (laughs) um, just, uh, like, quote-unquote dating my best friend and I'm like uh, no no one really counts that but like that literally happened as soon as like the word gay like came in to when it when I when I discovered what it was and the negative connotations like just like that it was like I'm going to separate myself from that as fast as possible um and then um of course things changed um I, like, started theater. I kind of started to grow into myself a bit more. I started, like, questioning things more. I think at one point I even told some people that I was bisexual, but then, like, took it back, which I think it was just, like, trying it out. But I was, like, after that, I was, I was like, no, like... Well, also because um, the biphobia of the time... Um, I mean, biphobia, like, is still around today, but at the time, like, it was very much like, oh, bisexual is not a thing. Because every person, like, that we knew who actually came out as bisexual, like, turned out to, like, like, realize, like, they were gay. So, like, it was just never a thing. Which, obviously, bisexuality is valid, pansexuality is valid, um, sexual fluidity is a very valid thing, but at the time, like, I just very much like we, we were all living in the Ryan Murphy worlds of um homosexuality is the only um 
sexuality that exists, basically. Um, but, so, um, again, gay rumors was kind of, I, I actually kind of was, like, harassed at certain points. I mean, I was made fun of for about every single thing you can imagine, like, for how I looked, for how I talked, for how I carried myself, for what I did, like, like, when I would catch the whispers, it was, it was always something different. Or when someone, like, would talk to me. Like, even, like, I have friends that would say stuff to me. Like, it was, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I just, I, people always talk about, like, oh, high school was the absolute worst. I'm like, y'all in middle school, kids would say whatever the fuck they wanted. They did not care who they hurt. They would just say whatever shit came to mind. Just, it popped in there. They were like, okay let's let's go say this like so I would get told the worst things and I never understood why be I just it just like so I kind of hid myself more and more in the closet like I I still like found myself kind of becoming um what um what I tried to avoid, like, because I, I still, like, again, I still did theater. I was still, like, really into, like, the Miley Cyruses and the Selena Gomez's of the day. Um, things like, like, kind of, like, again, like, more of, like, the stereotypes and things that, like, are considered today, like, to be, um, for men to be very gay or feminine, which, like, it's not always the case that someone who listens to Selena Gomez or watches Drag Race is gay, um, but... It's definitely something that, like, made people kind of, like, oh, um, so, but, uh, then we get to high school, which is when things started to kind of turn for me. I started to kind of make connections, um, like, why did, like, because, like, at this point, I was, like, fully in, um, puberty, which is when things kind of become clear. So, like, end of middle school into high school, and... I was just, like, I, my friends asked me, like, why aren't you, like, dating? Because, like, I had a bunch of girlfriends that, like, dated, like, very early on. Like, earlier than most people. And, like, had three boyfriends at the time, like, they graduated. And I just never did that. I never tried nothing. And I just wasn't interested. I was, like, I was, like, I don't think, like, like I, I know I, like, at one point, um, my friend, like, got me, like, to ask someone, like, to prom, but, uh, well, well, twice, actually, but the second time was, was just a friend, so, like, it was basically, like, bringing a friend along to prom, but the other time was asking an actual, um, like, someone who I wasn't, like, super close with, but knew fairly well through something else, um, but, uh, it just, like, I became, I just was very much, like, I don't, see the appeal and I didn't want to articulate that and um so I started like realizing like certain guys um were kind of like just looking at them and watching them made me feel some type of way and I kind of let it kind of opened up my mind to like how I felt about certain guys in like my earlier years like uh my, my always, my always, my forever weird crush, first crush will always be Kovu from The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. And I always go back to him and, and like, then, like, it goes from there to, like, 
um, Cody Lindley in Hannah Montana. And then from there, um, into my later years, like Zachary Quinno and Colton Haynes, like, and so I started kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, exploring that. And soon, um, I, I, def I don't remember when I did this, but there was a point where I think, um, because I know that one of the first films that I ever saw, that, ugh, that I ever, I, I would go ever, um, that I ever saw was, um, uh, Brokeback Mountain. And I saw that near the end of, um, high school and I watched that. And that was one of the most impacting, beautiful things. And, um, I think it wasn't long after that, that I kind of went into the bathroom and was like, uh, said myself in the mirror, like, you're gay. And I sat with that through the rest of, of high school because I was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable coming out. Um, I feel a lot of these people made it feel like it was wrong for me. So I, I just, I'm like, I'm going to wait. Um, it, it wasn't like, like, I didn't think like anyone was going to accept me because as far as I knew, most everyone was very supportive and like was very tolerant and accepting. But because there were there were other gay kids in our school, like I nobody in my grade that I can remember, but there were definitely in other grades and such um, guys, girls, the like. Um, but I just I I I wasn't ready. Like as much as I find it, because like it took so long for me to accept it in myself and to find it in myself and to be okay with it, that to just come out right after it was not, it was not it. And there was just so much trauma building, building up to that point with everyone close to me, um, that I was scared for myself, like how I would react saying the words, to some, someone else, someone close to me who's known me for years. And who I denied because I, I would get asked it a lot and I'd always say no, most definitely. I mean, granted, I would make jokes like with my friends um, in high school because I started kind of going like I was kind of known as the diva and like things like that, that I, I liked to listen to Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, um, even in high school that I like One Direction, you know, I, I still hung out with predominantly girls. Um, and just like kind of had like a flourish to everything and really like loved um, the makeup and the costume. Like, again, just things that people stereotypically find as gay or feminine, um, which usually, again, if a guy is feminine, then all of a sudden he's gay, which is just n not always the case. Um, but sorry, trying to collect my thoughts here. Um, so when I graduated, um, I wasn't out at all. Um, 18 and not out. I went to Disney with a friend, with um, my best friend at the time who I know he's not listening to this. Um, but I low key think he was one of like the first guys that I really started to kind of develop feelings for. Um, obviously nothing came of it, but, um, that, that definitely, like, there definitely was something there when I was younger, um, for me at least, um, I, I can't speak for what, um, his journey is if, if he 
still um, identifies as heterosexual or not because we haven't talked. But um, we went on a Disney trip and that kind of drove a wedge in our um, friendship um, because we, I, again, we, we would see each other very sparingly. And I think we both realized we were very two, di- two very different people because before we would do all the things together, we would have the same interests, everything. And then because he wasn't there, I kind of would branch out into doing other things and kind of embracing parts of myself that I was like uh, more, I wouldn't say like afraid of, but just stuff that I wanted to hide. And so that, again, that was also helpful in kind of me being able to come out um, so after that, um, I went up to college and, um, college was a rocky start for me because I still, I went to college still very reserved, quiet, um, just kind of kept to myself for the most part. Wasn't very good at interacting with people type of deal. Like it, it was, it was very hard for me to socialize, which a lot, I'm sure hearing that for some people because people think that I'm an extrovert now and it's just like um (laughs) where uh but yeah I was very very I was a very quiet kid I did not want to draw attention to myself outside of like when I performed um but um so like when when I started school like there were days I wouldn't eat in my school's dining hall like I literally would like, I remember this one day, uh, we, because we had a seminar and, um, our, uh, peer mentor, the, the student that, um, helped the, um, professor, uh, with the seminar, she's like, oh, go off to, um, D Hall. And, um, everyone in the group, like, kind of already, like, had, like, their other person and they all went off, um, to go to the dining hall. And I just was like, I don't, I feel like I'm intruding. Like, I, I always felt for a long time when it came to friends that I was always intruding on things. And it, it's something that I've had to like grapple with is that like, like you're, they're your friends. You, you don't, you're not intruding on your friends, no matter who they're with. Like if, if they're, if they feel that you're intruding on them, then they're not your friends. Um, so like I, so she went off in one direction and then I went off in another because I was like, I'm not going to see her. And so I went back to my dorm and I ran into her. She's like, Oh, where are you going? I'm like, Oh, I'm just going back to my room. She's like, Oh, um, are you okay? Like she was really concerned. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I wasn't, uh, (laughs) but, uh, I like would like those like first few weeks, like I would often not eat in the dining hall and like, I would just go to my room and eat Stacy's and hummus and like watch, videos or whatever, like, my roommates wouldn't be in there, um, which I was paired with the most unlikely roommates ever, like, I had a soccer player and a hockey player in my room, and then there was me, like, it, it, it made absolutely zero, zero sense, um, but, uh, I, I went to, um, I went to Skidmore as, um, probably, uh, I think I mentioned it in my kind of, like, intro episode, uh, and, um, it's, like, again, a very liberal type of college, and it was the first time, like, I was with people from, uh, like, multiple countries, multiple states, multiple backgrounds, like, all, like, just, uh, quite, like, a way more diverse array of people than I ever came across in high school, um, people that were 
uh, openly transgender, openly gay, openly bi, openly whatever. Um, just like this like total switch, um, which I think was so, so good for me um, at the time, which I mean, if you know anything about me choosing colleges, like I literally grappled with going here or to, U um, to UConn and I went here and I'm really glad I did. Even if like at the time it felt like I was making the wrong choice. Um, but so I started like hanging around like more of these people and it's just, I felt so comfortable. And then I started making like good friends and, um, I had one close friend that we became friends like very, very fast. And after like t talking over with myself one night, we were just hanging out just talking we um just walked around campus talking about life like I felt I could tell like this person anything and we'd only known each other like a month at that point and we were sitting and talking and I just I don't know how it happened but I was like um uh, I'm gay and it was probably like the most emotional and intimate moment I've ever had with any person ever in my life um and I told him, like, you can't tell anyone. This is between me and you. And he's like, okay. And it, it was it. And, like, I, I can't remember it because it was so powerful. But the weight that came off my shoulders after that moment, like, so, it felt so amazing. Um, and I think the... And so I was like, okay, so I did that. And I, I didn't tell anyone else um, until another friend that I, I had made. Um, we were hanging out and she like she was kind of like like flirting around with um, this other guy um, that I knew in college who, what, who was gay, who was openly gay. Um, and she's like, he's gay. And I was like, oh yeah, so am I. And I mean, later, like she like was like, I'm so proud of you and after that everyone just started knowing like I remember I texted my best friend I was like there's something I really want you to know which uh resulted that whole thing resulted in kind of a problem because when I came home for Thanksgiving break uh, my best friend kind of surprised me and when we um were at my house for a little bit um we talked and like I, I told her in person and I found out that she had told my sister and my sister told her no Timmy had not told me and so that kind of became a thing um and they were both kind of pissed off that they weren't the first people to hear and so I felt really guilty because it was like when you hear about coming out stories like the first person people always tell is the person that's closest to them and I didn't I told someone that I mean, I was, I, we eventually became very close. Um, we were becoming very close, but I just, I did, there was something for me that I just, I couldn't come out to someone who had known me for so long because I, I, I just felt like it was a betrayal to them that I ha hadn't been honest with myself and I hadn't been honest with myself to them. And that's okay. Like, it, people might get upset. Like, I, I, um, this is why, like, um, Love, Simon, um, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, uh, the book, were so important to me. Um, because, uh, 
I kind of like, like I kind of got over it because I, I was like, it was my journey. Like if you're upset about it, you'll get over it because we're still friends and it doesn't affect you as much as it affects me um, type of deal. Um, so I like, um, but with, um, Love Simon, Simon versus Homo Savings Agenda, he also did something similar. He came out to a new friend in the friend group versus the two friends that he had been friends with since he was younger. And he got guilted and like, were, they were upset with him about it and everyone, and immediately like the reaction to that and talking to people about it. Like, I was like, that's literally what happened to me when I came out, like, and the fact they decided to include that, I'm like, that's so nuanced. And like, it clearly shows who that the person who wrote the book and then the movie knew, like, we, we have to include this because it's not something that's talked about often enough. Um, but, um, also even before that, when I was coming out, I actually like started getting into, um, one of the things that really helped me was, uh, YouTubers. So I was like watching like Tyler Oakley, Troy Sivan, Connor Franta, because they all had like these coming out videos. And so this really helped me. Um, I even like watched Shane Dawson, even though I don't like Shane Dawson at all anymore. Um, I mean, I never really liked him, but I just knew he was a queer, um, YouTuber. And so like watching those kind of helped me because it, it, it made me, it helped me see like that there are other people going through this with you. So you're not alone because that is the scariest thing is that you feel so alone that like you, that doing that, like you, you feel like you have to like be your own strength, be your own thing to lift yourself up. Um, but, uh, so I would like watch those. And then again, I, I ended up making so many friends who gay by accepting who, like I've had straight people like teach me about certain things because I didn't understand everything. I was raised in like a cat, an Irish Catholic conservative household. So I barely knew things. So I was taught so much through coming out. And I mean, I started to do things that I was afraid to do. Like, uh, I started getting into makeup and, um, when I would go audition and like, I started like making more friends. Like I, I, became this social being who had friends that they like to be around me and I like to be around them. And it wasn't a nuisance. I was getting invited places. Like it just like that. It just changed everything. And it was so amazing. And like, I mean, like I was still like telling people like, Oh yeah, I'm gay. Like type of deal, which like usually like something would come up and like, I would just like say something about boys. Um, and then end of discussion, never questioned. Um, and then like it kind of became, um, and so like it was so nice. But like the bit, the work, the thing that always, but I still was like constantly like talking about. I'm like my family doesn't know, and that was almost a whole year of that because I didn't come out to my mom. Um, so my. I was, so I was at, basically outed to both my sisters. Um, one was definitely on accident because I think my best friend genuinely thought, so this is no shade to her. Um, because like, again, that's usually like what happens is you tell your family first and I didn't. Um, but my other sister, um, my youngest sister, um, she found out, uh, through a friend and that, so I tell her over Snapchat, which again, that was not how I wanted to do it, but 
here we are. Um, but I did eventually, like, tell her in person. So, um, you know, like, you, just, like, knowing, like, I got to tell everyone who mattered in person, like, I, I at least can say that. Um, but basically, my parents and my mom were, like, the big ones. And um, so when, um, so I went, like, um, my whole school year had, like, the best school year, was having the best time, like, I mean, my mom, like, even said, like, everyone was saying, like, you just are so much happier, so much more outgoing, you are so, like, something has changed, um, and a lot of people knew, um, but some people didn't, and one of them was my mom, and it was actually really cool, um, when this happened, so one of the things that, uh, uh, like, that I struggled with when, when coming out, there were two things. Um, first was that I was never going to get married because that was a huge thing, um, in my household, like being from a Catholic family. Um, so there were two things that I was like kind of feeling insecure and not, uh, great about with coming out. And one was, um, marriage again, grew up in a, uh, very, Irish Catholic conservative family and um so marriage was like a huge thing and the fact that same-sex marriage was not legalized um kind of made me feel like there was like no point like it, it kind of, because that always felt like the end game um obviously my feelings about that have changed um because I've been around so many different um types of people and discussions um and such about marriage and relationships and like if like even marriage like even needs to be an end game and things like that um so like I was really really nervous about that <laughs> so um that was like one thing and then the other was um the I my self-confidence about my like how I looked had like gone down drastically um, over the years because I was teased so much for my teeth, my face, like just how I talk. So I thought like I was just an unattractive individual. So like I came out with like the assumption like that I at least can be honest with myself and my friends. Um, obviously things have changed because I realized, um, oh, people do like me and guys do want to be with me. And like, that's really nice. Um, even though like sometimes like I still have like that, inner saboteur that wants to tell me otherwise but again the big um one here was definitely uh marriage so I went to my first wedding um the summer after uh my uh, first year of college which I mean I'd been uh um uh, a ring bearer when uh my um my godfather, uh, he got married, um, but I, I didn't get to the reception. Like, I don't remember it. I've seen photos. I was, like, three. I literally do not remember all that much about it. Like, I, I, I like, had, like, little blips, like, that I, like, didn't know where I was going. Like, me and my, me and my cousin, who was one of the flower girls, like, we just kind of were dragging each other along. Um, but... Uh, this was like my real first wedding. It was, um, my cousin was getting married, um, uh, 
to uh, his wife, which there was like a huge, almost like kind of like a scandal with them because again, I come from a Catholic family. Both my parents were raised Catholic um, and my cousin is Catholic, but his wife um, was raised in um, the Jewish faith. So like my mom was like, oh my God, like what are they going to do? And I'm like, who cares? Um, because at that point I was, I was very much separated from the Catholic church. Like I had so many negative experiences with it and just the mentality of having to congregate to be able to move on. I don't know that I have me talking about the Catholic religion is a whole different thing and my issues with it regarding homosexuality and how they treat people and the white supremacy. Like I I could go on and on and on, but I was separated. I was like, I'm like, I'm done. Um, I don't need to go to church anymore. Like that, that stuff is, just it it never uplifted me um as hard as I tried it just it was it was never a toxic thing for me so I'm like I'm like who cares what they do with their religions that's on them um none of our business uh but but so um uh, we went to this wedding and it was so much fun we had such a good time um like my, my parents even like they me drink uh like uh, uh, um all this, like, uh, fun stuff, like, you get to do at weddings, like, you know, um, because you get to charge champagne for the first time, all of that, um, and just, like, party with, um, people that you don't know, and all of this, it was just, it was a great time, and I mean, like, we were, the wedding was, like, right outside of New York City, so, like, we, we got to stay in, like, this nice, like, little area, because, um, um, his wife is from New York City, and they met in, um, uh, New York when, uh, they went to college, um, and then, uh, so my dad had to leave early because he had to go back home for work. So we took two cars. And so when we went back, it was just me, my sisters and my mom. And we were in the car and I just was like beaming after all of it because I'd never been to a wedding and I just like turned into like mother of the bride. Like I love love. It's so beautiful. Like all the things like the gorgeousness, like, you know, like, the the fanfare, like, all of that, and was going on and on about, like, what I wanted for a wedding, and we were, because we always just, like, like to do that, and, like, have discussions about that, and before, I would always say, like, um, I'm asexual, I don't think I'm gonna get married, and that's that, but this was, like, a year after, like, I had said that when we left for college, and my sisters had asked, like, you can come out as gay now, which, like, kind of bothered me, a whole lot of discussion, um, but we were like sitting in the car and um, just talking about, uh, uh, oh my God, um, just talking about that. And finally, one of my sisters is like, you said you were asexual, like you were never going to get married. And I was like, um, and then my mom just kind of, I think, I think she realized like I was kind of tipping her. So what was going on? She's like, oh, because he's not going to get married to a woman. He's going to get married to a guy. And so I kind of just nodded and kind of like turned because I was like, I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry. Because that was me um, trying to like stay strong and not like show any fear or emotion. Uh, that, that's how I live my life, you know. Um, but uh, so. um. And so that's how I came up to my mom. And um, 
again, um, I said this before, my dad and I's relationship has been kind of complicated, and at the time it was really complicated. Um, like, it wasn't, it's not like my, my parents are separated or anything. Me and my dad just had, like, a we have had kind of a rocky relationship. And so, um, eventually my mom, like, actually asked me, like, do you want me to tell him for you? Because I think she could tell that I wanted to tell him, but I didn't know how. And I was too afraid to. Like, that it, it genuinely wasn't, like, I didn't want him to know. It was that I don't think I could tell him. So she did tell him. I did eventually tell him myself. So that all happened. Um, but yeah, so that was that's basically my whole coming out story. And I've just ever since kind of started to embrace my queerness, embrace kind of marginalized communities and like understanding them and all of that, which like shouldn't have taken my coming out. But I, I think because I before I tried to separate myself so much from all of that, that I closed myself, that I became very ignorant. And that's kind of why people talk about, like people have internalized homopho um, homophobia or racism and, and things like that, because like, they're like, I want to separate myself from the things that are making me feel bad. And so I ignored them. And that's just not the way to do things at all. Um, but it just, like, I mean, I guess what, like, I, I'm trying to get out with, like, telling this is that it gets better. Um, as much as I think, like, coming out as a uniquely queer experience, like, it, it also fits in with the whole journey of self-discovery that we all go through to kind of find our, and our authentic selves. And, um, like, even after I came out, like, when you're gay, like your people expect you to be a certain way. And so you kind of get like, you, you feel like you're not gay enough or you're too gay or like that. It's just, it's still kind of like this ongoing thing of self-discovery. And, but I think at like the end of the day, like being what coming out has like taught me is that being honest with yourself is the greatest thing you can do that you telling yourself like it's okay to be you it's okay to be this way around people it's okay to kind of screw up but it, as long as like you know you're a hundred percent about it like that's fine because like they're like you could be miss per miss or mr perfect um and not be honest with yourself and you and, and you'll feel like shit and so, like, when you fuck up, when, like, you're full of yourself, like, that's so nice. And that, like, that honesty with yourself and being unapolog unapologetically yourself, like, it's the best thing because that's how you figure out who you are and how you grow. And um, it, it, it's just, it's led me to so many amazing things since, like, um... Oh my God, like, like taking on leadership roles. Like, I don't think I would have really ever done that if I hadn't come out and felt that I could lead people and be a hundred percent myself and be a role model. Like, I don't think I would have directed. I don't think I would have taken dance classes or, um, done the Disney college program even. Like I, I knew I was going to do it, but I, I think if I had waited like even longer to come out, 
I don't know if I would have gone. I don't know if I would have made the friends that I've made through it because of coming out. Like, uh, I don't think I would have been making this podcast, like, called In the Queen's Throne Room, um, if I hadn't come out. It's just, it's so amazing, and I'm just so grateful for the fact that people were so supportive. Like, I never really got any negative response to it, um... Even though leading up to it, like, I definitely experienced, like, a ton of homophobia uh, growing up. And, I mean, I still kind of get it on occasion. Uh, usually, now, it's predominantly straight men that have the problem. Um, but, and and even then, like, it's not even, like, all of them. Like, oh, most of them are, like, very, very accepting and are always, like, reassuring of me. Um but like it just like it, it gets better and um again I'm just so so grateful for where I am in life and that like um I wanted to share this because um we all have our own journeys um and you don't have to apologize for that like you're gonna stumble you're gonna fall and you're gonna things are gonna happen that are out of your control and might hurt you a little but will help you in the long run and you you can correct them from there on out and figure yourself out and be authentic and um that's the thing is like be your full honest un unapologetic self like it is the greatest thing because even when things are bad like at least you were 100 percent um and i mean that's what that's what being a queen is about that's what the throne room is about we come in here i want people to be fully themselves, feel like that they don't have to worry about how they feel about certain topics, that you, that, like, even though, like, I, again, I'm, I have kind of a, like, bitchy sense of humor, so I, I kind of poke fun at people and, like, criticize and, like, joke, um, but, like, I don't really mean it, like, come on, like, we're, pa we're, we're passionate people, and I love passionate people, and I love that people are passionate for things, and so, like, um, it's just, like, let, like, that, that's what I want for this podcast, is that, like, if you're invited on, or you're listening, like, that, your opinion matters, so, like, it, if you ever, like, want to, like, tell me something that I said on the podcast that you maybe disagreed with, or feel like was kind of one-sided, or whatever, I, I love to hear it, I love to hear it I love again criticism anything like just things of support like it doesn't matter like I love it and again I'm so grateful for those of you who have been on who I've become friends with because of this podcast um yeah just everything I, I think I just wanted to kind of I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a broken record at this point but just the point of this episode in this podcast is like, be yourself, be passionate, be honest and unapologetic because, um, I, I always say this, like, um, to people, you do you because no one else is going to do it better. And that's what this podcast is based upon. That's what everything I do is based upon. And, um, I'm very proud of myself for that. I'm very proud for, of for, for others who have done it. I'm always here to support that. Um, so yeah, 
so yeah, that's my um coming out story. Uh, I hope that wasn't too rambly and in, uh uh long winded um for you. Uh, I I tried to fit as much as I could. Um, and I mean, I really have a script for this one. Usually, I have kind of a script in front of me, but I thought like, um, I'm just gonna. Like I, I kind of, I, I've kind of always, I've kind of told my coming out story before. So I'm like, it'll just, it'll just roll off the tongue. Obviously it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, again, if, um, you still, if you're, you're new and this is the first time you're listening, um, <laughs> I hope that wasn't like too much. Um, but if you want to follow me, get up in all this gig, um, my personals on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which um, I'm currently in the process of reviving my Instagram and TikTok, but I'm mostly active on my Twitter. Um, it is at Queen Timothy I, and it's Queen spelled K W E E N, um, just because I like to be different um, and also fits my brand with the podcast. You know, love that for me. Um, if you want to keep up with this podcast for more episodes, um, just um, to let everyone know, uh, I will be starting my new job next week. Um, so I don't know what my days off are. I don't know if I'll be able to record on my usual recording day. Um, so there might be a short hiatus just for me to figure all of that out. Um, so you might not get new an ep- a new episode next week. You might. Who knows? Um, but... Uh, Um, but again, any updates like you want on this podcast for what's going on with me, the future hiatuses, um, if any guest spots, um, links to where you can listen to episodes, um, I'm still working on getting, uh, this show on, um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm going to contact Anchor about what's going on. Um, I'm sorry for those of you who don't have Spotify or any of the other platforms, um. I will make sure to that you can listen to these episodes. I, I don't want this to be so difficult to listen to. But um, again, thank you all who have listened and supported. Um, I appreciate it so much. Love you guys so, so, so much. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. All the things. Um, but as always, continue to be the kings, queens, and non-binary bo- monarchs in your life. And I'll see you back in the throne room. Goodbye.